switched on on F104 and women's footballers and camogie players say they will consider striking if they don't see improvement in conditions. We are joined by Luke Delaney from News. Hello. Hey Louise, how's things? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for chatting to us. So you went down to the press conference there during the week. What exactly happened? I did. And initially when I arrived, I think the whole feeling with the rest of the media was everyone was almost expecting an announcement on an amalgamation between the GA, the LGFA and the Camogie. Okay. And as soon as we got there, we were we were briefed with a with a statement saying that the rest of the Camogie Championships and the Ladies Football Championships are going to be played under protest. Um, and it was something that maybe caught everyone off guard a little because I don't think they were expecting it. But as the day progressed, as the days have actually gone on, it's more of about time that it probably has happened with some of the conditions that they are met with day to day. What are some of these conditions? Well, you know, it, it's it's very poor. The 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 whole equality debate um, in the GAA and in the LGFA and Camogie, it's very worrying. We have women and girls all across the country who give up so much time, who are working full-time jobs, a lot of them in full-time education. And we obviously know that the, the male footballers, although it is not professional or semi-professional, they are covered with expenses, whether they're traveling to training, traveling to matches. They're given the best of gear, the best of facilities to train in. They've got access to doctors. And sadly for the women and the ladies, that isn't the case with them. We spoke to a lot of players, both from senior, intermediate, junior level, who um, are playing in the same gear that they would have played in a couple of years ago. They're borrowing gear from teammates and they do bad injuries on the training pitch or in matches. And they don't have physio or doctors to go to. And on top of that, they see their male counterparts from, from the same counties getting the best treatment from, from the best people and getting expenses, getting travel money. And it really does have to change. And I think the fact that we're in 2023 and we're still seeing this debate happening and the girls and the women still arguing and, and fighting for equal rights, I, I think it's a disgrace. How have we got to this point? Because obviously this isn't the first time this has been mentioned. It, it, it really is a tricky one. And like I said just there, it's 2023. If someone had said to you 10 years ago, where would you hope to see LGFA, Camogie? And you would really would put it up to the very top of the agenda that it, everything should be off the same playing field. I think it's been swept under the, the brush by not only the, the two codes with the, with the females, but I think the GEA needs to take ownership as well. They make a serious amount of revenue every year. I think last year came close to 100 million. And in other sports, people say, oh, women aren't paid the same as men because they don't bring in the same revenue. And they have to pay the men more money. And I think half of the revenue is then kind of given towards wages and stuff. But with the GEA and with LGFA and Camogie, they're not paying any of the players. So therefore, the expenses should be the same. Um, all of the, the doctors, the physios, food after training, gear. There's no reason why it shouldn't be the same. And to answer you, Louise, I, I don't know how we've got this far and something still hasn't been done about it. So you did say earlier that they're going to be now playing under protest. What does this mean? Now, that was one thing that they didn't really touch on during the statement, but I was okay. speaking to Ashley Marr actually afterwards, and you can see the full, um, I had a, a, a full chat with her, and what she was kind of alluding to was that they could possibly delay throwing times, um, might not come out for media duties, um, but I think this was more just a protest that, that could lead to a full strike down the line, and I think that they were showing the LGFA, the Camogie, the GEA, that they mean business, and that they're not going to go forward with this any longer until conditions are changed and, and their needs are met. How could this affect future games then? It, it's a very tricky thing. And the last thing that you want is these high level, very, very talented athletes walking away from the game. It was a thing that was actually brought up by a couple of the players from different counties that they have so many players, friends who they played with through the years 
And it's not that the fact that they don't want to play anymore. It's the fact a lot of them are out of pocket and they actually can't afford to play. They can't afford to travel halfway across the county to train. They can't afford to go from university back to their home counties. Mm. And the fact that they happen to be out of pocket for representing their counties, playing the game that they love for our national game really is, really is a disgrace when you do think about it. And when this was announced, was the support there for them? I think absolutely. And I think I'd want to mention one thing, and that's the, the GPA, the Gaelic Players Association. And Tom Parsons was there. He's the the, head, the chairperson for that, an ex-Mayo footballer. And the support I think that he's given to, to all of the women has been fantastic. And he was kind of saying that everyone needs to be singing off the, the same sheet. I think so. everyone in the room, it was all media mainly, but I think everyone was of the same opinion as how we got this far and mm. everyone is still looking for the same stuff. Um, it's something that is worrying. I don't know if it will fall on deaf ears. I'm hoping that there is going to be enough of a kind of uproar about it because at the end of the day, it's very high quality sports. Every week that goes on, you, you see different players going over to the AFLW where it's obviously Australian rules for, yeah. for the women and they're paid and um, there was a couple of people up on stage who have actually just come back from playing AFLW and they said the difference from going let's say playing over in Brisbane or Sydney is they walk into the gym high class facilities mm. they've got five or six physios waiting to give treatment then they might go back home to let's say Amid or Leitrim, Leitrim or Wicklow and you come back and, and you have no you have nothing there so it's something that it really is very worrying and it's not really a fact that there isn't any money to give them it's just I believe it's just a choice God, it's shocking really, isn't it? What is the, the progress there for players then? It's very tough to see. Obviously, players go all the way through the ranks with their clubs, with their counties, that they're playing under 16, minor, that maybe represent their college teams. And then when you really think about GAA and LGFA and Camogie, the pinnacle of your career should be representing your county at the highest of standards, your big day out, championship football. And the thing is, they kind of get to this stage now and they're like, wow, we're at the pinnacle now and we're not reaping the rewards, so why should yeah. we do it? And it's very difficult to see. And I also, it's not just happening in GAA. We obviously saw the IRFU bring in some professional contracts last year. And it's obviously going to take three, four, five years for this to gel. But we're, we saw it in the last six nations. We, we lost most games. We were never really in touching distance of any of the teams in that game. And I think it's a real Irish sporting problem. The only association that seems to actually be doing it right is the FAI. And obviously, we all remember back in 2017, the, the Irish ladies took a, a very similar approach by coming out on strike and protest. And now if you look where we are six years later, we're going to our very first World Cup. So hopefully something like this can happen. It might be a domino effect again where we'll see uh, women's sport in Ireland progress from doing something like this. And you'd really hope that the, the GAA, the LGFA and the Camogie, that they, they really listen to these concerns. Yeah, absolutely. We really need to be putting more into our teams overall, really, aren't we? A hundred percent. And why not? Back? We have an amazing game, a very traditional game that really gives everything about being Irish. Everyone takes pride in, in our national game. And there's no reason why we shouldn't be putting so much money into this and to be taking it to the next level. And I'm not talking about paying people, I'm not talking about even making a semi-pro. It's just giving them equality. Absolutely. So if the lads are traveling from a university back home to play a match in the league, that the women that are doing the same thing, they're giving the same mileage. Mm -hmm. I was speaking to a couple of the girls afterwards and they were saying, and this is only in some of the counties that actually do give money towards travel expenses. So the lads might get 70 cents per mile that they travel. The women mm -hmm. get 40 cents. But if the lads are carpooling, they get a euro per mile and the women stay at the 40 cents. 
that doesn't matter if there's a car full of five of them or whatever, that's what they get. And at the end of the day, they're still the lucky ones to even be getting 40 cent a mile because there's a number of counties around the country that aren't giving any money to the women. Wow, that's crazy. So what matches then do we have coming up? So um, matches that are coming up, we obviously have have the Dublin ladies. We're away to Cavan there this weekend at 2pm in the second round of the championship. There's also another huge game between Tipperary and Galway. And then Armagh have Mayo also at half three. On the commodity side of things, Dublin face Kilkenny. It really is a must win after that loss to Tipperary last the other week. Um, it's a very tough group for the Dublin commodity team. They've got Wexford, Kilkenny um, and, and Tipperary in it. And then after that, you've got Wexford against Carlo in, in the intermediate. And then um, Dublin against Galway, as I said. So plenty of matches to look forward to. What we see might happen out in the pitch is there going to be delays in kickoff times, like I said, at the start of the interview. Mm. We're not sure about that. Let's just hope that we can put on a, a great showing of, of women's sport this weekend and really just show everyone who doesn't rate the sport, the people who are looking over the, the women's football and the camogie, that this is a sport that needs to be backed by everyone and the higher codes really need to take action. Absolutely. And hopefully it gets sorted very soon. Luke Delaney of News, thank you so much for chatting to me. Thanks a million, Louise. Cheers.